Welcome to episode four of Rise and Resilience. Today's guest is Mike Tatino with Safety First Home Inspections. He has over 10 plus years of experience in construction and he has over 130 five-star reviews. Mike, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Of course. So for people that may not know you, give them a little introduction. So I'm from Long Beach. Um, prior to getting into home inspections, I started out as a union carpenter. Actually, my first day was my 19th birthday. Wow. Uh, I was in there for six years. I graduated the apprenticeship, and then I became what's called the journeyman for the last two years. Um, then after that, I actually had my real estate license for about a year and a half. I sold a few houses, too. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that, but I did that. Then I got into contracting. I did that for a few years with my childhood friend, who's also a tradesman as well. And then as of the last two years, I've had my home inspection license. And I always say um, my experience, particularly in, in entrepreneurship, um, I didn't find my first thing and that was it. Like I, it's almost like dating. You kind of have to you know, test the waters and see what works, see what doesn't work. And that's what landed me up to this point now. So you were 19, you mm -hmm. got your real estate license? No. My 19th birthday, I was in uh, the Carpenters Union. Okay. That was my first day. And then when did, when did you have your real estate license? Uh, probably 25. About 2005? No, when I was 24, Oh, when you were 25. Give or take, yeah. Okay. So while you were in the union, you decided to get your license? Yes. Yep. And like, how was that? Like, uh, It was a transition because what, what ended up happening, uh, for those who may not know, when you're in the union, um, layoffs are common. Mm. The jobs end, things like that. And um, the last time it happened, it was around, I remember specifically, it was around Thanksgiving holidays, construction typically slows down and they were cutting back on the crew. I made like the last cut too, which made me feel good about, you know, it's not like I was the first one to go, but I made like the last cut and about a month or two later, they called me back. But by then I was like, I'm not looking back. Mm. So. so you joined the union for pretty much what everyone like that security right like Absolutely. you you wanted that paycheck you yep. wanted that pension yep you wanted those benefits mm -hmm. and at, at what point were you like like did you w wake up one day and realize like that wasn't for you or no so this actually happened uh day by day because what ended up happening and um i can't stress enough how important it is to have the right people around you but at the time, I wasn't reading books. I wasn't even, you know, I was the kind of person once once um, I got off work, that was my time to just relax. And um, But a friend of mine recommended that I read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was the first entre entrepreneur book I ever read. And I started utilizing my commute uh, to and from Manhattan on the Long Island Railroad reading every day. So the more I started reading, the more I started just accumulating knowledge just day by day. And up to that point, when I got laid off, I had so much knowledge in my mind from just reading countless books, like Think and Grow Rich was another one too. Just my mind frame was ready for the next step. But if I, if I wasn't reading um, to and from work, then I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here on a podcast show, on your podcast <laughs> show. So it's Wow, uh, the importance of reading. Absolutely. And just like fueling your brain. Every day. Yeah. You have to. So what made you become a home inspector rather than uh well you did have your real estate license so you realized like that wasn't the route that you wanted to go correct and like why home inspecting rather than anything else in the real estate like world it's funny because a buddy of mine had brought it up and he was only doing it part-time so it wasn't like 
he was a full-time inspector or anything. It was kind of his, his side gig. And um, I thought about it. And at the time, um, when I was a contractor, I just felt like um, there was a lot of hurdles that I was going through on a daily basis with my partner, not between me and him, but more of the people in our crew. Because when you're running a construction company, there's just so many factors that just every day has to be perfect. If not, for example, it, if somebody doesn't show up, now that throws off the next, it just turns into like a domino effect. So I was kind of tired of it, of just constantly, you know, babysitting people and making sure that they're showing up on time. Cause I'm a very responsible and reliable person. So I felt like I need to do something where I'm held accountable, not, not somebody else uh, right. per se. So my buddy had brought it up and he told me where he got his license from and one thing led to another. And once I enrolled in the course, just something just like put a fire, like I'm, I'm going full swing with this. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. And it, it just took off. So, so you, you have to take a course to be an inspector. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's actually five, what's called modules. So there's like electric, there's plumbing. Um, I don't, I don't remember every yeah. single one. Yeah. It's, it's electric plumbing. Uh, there's a module on, on writing reports. There's okay. another module on insurance and things like that. And the fifth module, you're actually um, in the field shadowing another home inspector. Uh, it, it's 40 hours, but I personally felt like 40 hours wasn't enough. So I actually reached out to another licensed home inspector, Jason Escobar. Uh, if you're seeing this, thank you so much. <laughs> but he actually took the time and allowed me to shadow him on like multiple inspections. So he kind of gave me the blueprint on how to you know, just write reports and things like that. So he helped me out a lot. Okay. And since you had that construction background, did you like kind of see like, was it something that you were comfortable with? Like, did 100%. you have like an easy experience with the modules? Definitely. Yeah. Because it's funny because um, when I was going on estimates as a contractor while getting my inspection license, it started opening up a whole nother world of the safety hazards and things like that, that I wasn't as mindful of when I was a contractor, but um, the background definitely helped. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, I use that, I don't want to say to my advantage, but I use that to, to better comfort my future clients. Like, listen, I have over 10 years experience with, you know, renovating houses and things like that. So. Right. So you got you, so you took the course in 2019. Mm -hmm. And you could have just like joined a company, but instead you started your own company. That's the only way I would do it. And like, was how was that like starting it? Were you? Um, it wasn't a challenge for me because I knew I have enough hunger to change. Like, I don't mind rebuttal starting from the bottom. Starting if you have enough drive in any any field, any line of work, if you're passionate about it then you'll make it happen. If not, you're just going to have excuses on why it's this person's fault, that person's fault. But right. I didn't see anything <clears throat> like, oh, how am I going to do this? You just, whatever it takes. Right. Did you get like people around you like questioning, like, why are you leaving the union job? Like that security, that's a great job. Like, did you have that, those I'm, people in your life doing that? Um, I actually have a good friend of mine who's a union carpenter. So <laughs> I hope he sees this too. His name is Jonathan. So... Uh, my good buddy, Jonathan, he's, he's still a union carpenter. And e even when we were working together, like years ago, I was telling him, like, I'm about to make a transition to entrepreneurship. And he always supported me no matter what. That's good. So he watches my show. Like he, he's really, 
you know, he tells me like, Mike, you're the only person that I see doing what you said you were going to do. do. So he, he's definitely in my corner. That's so, huge. Yeah. It's, I feel like once you get into a union job, it's so hard to leave it. As Absolutely. much as like people hate it, mm-hmm. it's just they're afraid. And it's, yeah. it, it shows, you know, who you are for right. you to make that jump. You know, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going right. to do it. And then never do it. Yeah. But you actually did it. You have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Because um, even with the challenges I'm, I'm, I'm setting up for myself now, um, I kind of think of it like there's going to be a day where we're going to be old and, and mm-hmm. re- reflect on our life one day. And I don't want to look back like I, sh- I could have, should have, would have, but I just didn't pull the trigger on whatever it is, job opportunity, dating opportunity, right. moving some, whatever it is, you know, you just have to take action. Yeah, you, know? you never want to regret. Never. You could always, like, look back and say, oh, I did that, but you, you can never say, oh, I wish. Exactly. You know, and, yeah. and that's, like, huge. So I want to talk a little bit about work-life balance because recently <laughs> you hopped on a plane. I did. Like, it's, like, it's funny. Every, every morning, your story, you're in the gym, you're reading, right? Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. And you inspire me. Like, Thank you. And then one day you're in the airport, and I'm like, where is he going? <laughs> like, no, you, you go to work, you go to the gym. So yeah. how, like, what made you do that? Um, that's a good question. So I just recently, um, I just recently finished my, my, my first full video in Spanish. I did a, a collaboration video with another realtor, and that was that was the first step to really putting myself out there, learning and teaching myself the, the second language. But then I figured, all right, if I can overcome that hurdle of putting myself out there on camera in a second language, let's see how fluent I am by going to another country by myself and just. And it hit me too when I was in the taxi cab from the airport going to my place. And I stayed at the Airbnb. I didn't stay at a resort to make it feel like, you know, um, I wanted to stay around locals. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to like speak the language, obviously. But it hit me in the cab when I was heading there. And I was like, I'm really not meeting up with anybody out here at all. And I'm just like, this is a real like. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> I would say scary, but just an eye open. Right. Like I'm out of my comfort zone completely right now. But yeah. And how was it getting around, like, speaking the language? It was it was easier than I thought, but there was one moment where I had to transfer, like, these dollar vans uh, from one spot to another. And I was in the middle of town, like a shopping center, and I didn't really know where I was going. And I just had to navigate and ask around. And, and then I got in the second van, and I, I wasn't too sure where my stop was. Of course, it's my first time, you know. But luckily, you know, someone guided me. And, but I knew enough Spanish to just get around. Like, uh-huh. So, What part of Mexico? Uh, I was in Tulum. Nice. Yeah. So for people listening who work a crazy amount of hours, who are, you know, high energy like you all yeah. the time, what would you tell them? Like, because people are afraid to, like, go on a trip or to take a day off. Like, how important is that? I feel like you have to... You have to rest. That's as important as 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 working, being right. productive. Because if you're burning out, one, you're not going to deliver as good as services, and your reputation, I feel like, is not going to be up to the standard that you're portraying it to be. If if you're working countless hours, right? Um, but I'm still working on that because you know, as you know, my day starts at four a.m. and it typically ends around like nine o'clock at night. It's crazy. Um, but I feel like um, if you're setting up a lot of goals, that's that's the work ethic you have to have. 
So you in bed every night, nine nine o'clock? I would say every. I mean, like nine thirty. Yeah, like nine thirty by ten. You're out. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I, I have to. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of like diet and stuff, because you're in great shape. Like, Thank you. do you prep or like what do you? So I saw you had. Um, I actually use redefine. Redefine. Yeah. I use them. Yeah. Did you? Because I don't have time to cook. I don't like cooking. I actually am not good at it. So I I hired the meal prep company and they dropped it off every week and what do you think of them i've been using them for a couple months now so what? it's very convenient good tell you. yeah that's awesome so there's just no excuses you know right um and then i also have a portable uh microwave too so if i'm on the road which i am mo- most of the time i plug it in and it actually heats my food up wait while driving so stop i could pull over and eat hot food a portable microwave yep. they have those yep it's so crazy because I like have been buying their meals yeah. and I'm like, oh, I want to eat this right now, but it's cold. it's cold. And then I'm like, should I ask? Because I'm always in different houses. Yeah. My fiance is like, just ask someone to use their microwave. And I'm like, ah, I feel weird. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I need to buy one. Like it's how big changer. is it? Is It's it's perfect size for um, the meals. The meal prep. Yeah. And you plug it into the car. You plug it in. That's what? It. Yeah. I need to get that. It takes like half an hour though. Like it's okay. not like an instant, like so it takes time. one minute, but. Um, if I'm not in the truck using it, then I'll actually bring it inside my home inspection because I'm going to be there for two hours. So then I plug it in. By the time I'm done, I take it out. And hot food, ready to go. Brilliant. Got to utilize each time, you know? Yeah. And in terms of being in the gym, you've recently done like two a days, I say. One at, one at 5 a.m., another one at like 8, 9 o'clock at night. And is, you do like cardio and then like lifting, like... I, I typically lift in the morning and then at night I do this um, this ab circuit. It's okay. by Frank Zane. So Frank Zane, for those who may not know, he was a he was a bodybuilder in the seventies. He trained with Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the guys at the top of the top. He won Mister Olympia a couple times, but um, he has a book called Ninety One Day Abs. Mm-hmm. And right now, tomorrow is going to be day eighty, and oh, wow. it's like seven hundred reps a day. It's three circuits, a total of 700 reps. Wow. It's, it's pretty... It's uh, brutal. It's very brutal, <laughs> yeah. And are you seeing the results? Definitely. So you think like you can get like anybody listening, if they put but, in the work, they can get abs in 90 days? You could do anything, not just fitness, not just... You could do anything. Okay, it, it, I like that. It all starts with your mind frame. You just have to do whatever it takes. And once you have that mind frame, you, you'll see any excuses start to just kind of... Right. Go away. Wash away. Yeah. yeah. So have you always had this mindset or did this come like through I, going things and through things? I've always had this drive. I don't want to say mindset because mindset, I, I feel like takes time to right. accumulate with age and everything, maturity. But as far as drive goes, definitely. Because um, since I was 13, 14, um, I didn't have money. I didn't grow up with parents that had money, things like that. So it started at 13 when every time it snowed outside, I, I view that as an opportunity. I'm knocking on doors, shoveling snow, making money every mm-hmm. time. So I've always had this like whatever it takes mentality. So, right. That's you know. great. Um, so to go back on, um, so you're right now learning a second language, Spanish. Mm-hmm. How long has, have you been doing that? I've been doing it for a year. A year? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely going to another country again now because now... The first time you step outside your comfort zone, now your comfort zone starts to expand. Mm-hmm. So now you have to kind of up the bar a little bit. So right. I'm going to start going to more Spanish-speaking countries. And 
and making my way around. Yeah. How are you learning? Rosetta Stone. Really? Would you recommend it? Definitely. But you still have to, the thing with Rosetta Stone, it's good, but um, you should definitely speak it with, you know, whatever language you're looking to learn, you know, if you know someone who's fluent, you know, pick their brain. And, uh -huh. and I can't stress that enough about picking people's brains, you know, about, uh, you know, someone you're aspiring to be like right. or learn from. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are just either a text or a DM or a phone call away to you know, help you out. That's funny that you said that. You know? We haven't even ever met, and I don't know if you remember, but this was like January, February. You had just released your podcast. Yes. And I was, I didn't film any of mine, but I knew I was starting it. Mm -hmm. And I literally DM'd you and I said, do you yeah. have any advice? And, we were on the phone for And a while. you literally said, yeah. I'll call you tomorrow at this time. Yeah. Like the fact that you didn't even know me mm -hmm. and you were willing to give me that time, mm -hmm. like I appreciate that. And I'll never no forget that. And I feel like if I'm doing that for you, for you or somebody else, then then they then they could pay it forward, pay it forward. to the next person. So. It's true. Because I, where I'm at right now, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the support of multiple people. So I can never take the credit, for, you know. Right. For everything. Yeah. So what's your favorite part about being a home inspector? Uh, there's multiple. One, I'm I'm somewhere different every time. There's different people, different mm -hmm. households. Um, I like traveling around Long Island, especially mm -hmm. now since the, the weather's getting nicer out. I typically write my reports by lakes now and parks. So oh, cool. it's almost like it doesn't feel like work, you know? Um, I get to meet new people. I get to network. I like to post content, which <laughs> I feel like I like to do a lot. Um, I like to add value, obviously. Um, yeah, there's just multiple things that I, I feel like fits my personality. And um, for those out there that are you know, starting entrepreneurship, you have to find something that just fits who you are as a person because mm. if, if 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 the line of work is not part of who you are i feel like it's not the it's right not work. relationship yeah. right if you don't love what you're doing if right. you don't wake up every day loving what you do you're not gonna be of passionate course. about it and people are gonna read that they're gonna yeah. feel that energy or like if you're not a people's person let's say and there's people out there yeah. that don't like networking they're right. more of an, they're more of an introvert right which is fine but um there's only one of two things you could either find something else or I don't want to say change who you are, but but be open to um, trying something else as far as, you know, maybe opening up more, being I agree. a people's person. Yeah. You know? So it's funny because I feel like in the real estate world, we are similar because for me, I'm the I'm the photographer. I right. sell it as well. Mm -hmm. But I am the, I'm that person who's driving from Queens all the way out east. We, oh, I put... Yeah. No joke, in a year and a half, I probably put like 60,000, 70,000 miles wow. on my car. I swear to God. Yeah. It's insane. So, and I feel that every day is different. I see yeah. different people. Yep. I meet different homeowners. I see different homes. Mm -hmm. And that's what's exciting. Always exciting. Yeah. It's like you never know what you're going to see. Exactly. And as some houses I see are drop dead gorgeous, yep. but I see the other extremes too. Oh, yeah. So it's, there's so many different things. Yeah. And that's a good point too, because there's, there's houses that, I, I've inspected where I'll walk inside. It's a beautiful house. And not only that, but the homeowner and, and their family, they're just happy people, yeah. you know? And, and, and I'll even tell them that, like, you know, after I'm done, like, it, you know, it was a pleasure meeting you guys. And it makes my job just that much better when I meet happy people. Because right. I don't want to be just a home inspector. Like, I'm a people's person. So yeah. if I'm seeing that uh, this is a good environment and I let people know that and mm -hmm. they're very grateful for that mm -hmm. but then there's other houses where you just tell like there's conflict in the mm -hmm. house and 
I'm just like you feel it the minute you walk in. Yeah, and I'm just like this is not a healthy household. It's like, true. You you just know. Yeah, it's true. Definitely. So you give your reports the same day, right? Um, tw- I typically say 24 hours. Okay. But that's that's if I have two back to back inspections because the last thing I want to do is just rush a home, um, right. rush a report out just for the sake of saying it's out because that's the last thing I'd ever do. But right. But typically, yeah, probably the same day. So in this type of market. You know, when someone gets an accepted offer, mm-hmm. the next step is that home inspection. So I'm sure that you get those like frantic calls, like "I need you now" or "I need Nine you yesterday." Night, Ten yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah. Mike, are you free tomorrow morning? And it's ten o'clock at night. I'm like, there's, there's, there's a few people that I'll answer my phone for at that time. Right. You know, but yeah, it's it's a crazy market right now. It's nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. So. I'm actually going to start hiring soon because I need to duplicate myself. Absolutely. That's you know? the only way to really scale the business. You know, Absolutely. you can't, yeah. we can't clone ourselves yet. Yeah. And I feel like my, my business is like my baby. So it's mm-hmm. just like, sometimes you just have to kind of take a step back and, and you right. know, train someone. And, um, but I'm going to have no choice sooner or later. Mm-hmm. So you see, like, obviously how hard it is for, for agents, especially buyers agents in this, in this market. Um, what would you say, obviously, people you've seen more often who are just nonstop getting accepted offers yeah. for their clients, what, what makes them different? Like, how do they stand out and do that in your eyes? That's a, that's a great point. Um, I actually had one of my top realtors on my podcast, and she spoke about it. So what, what she does is that she actually, um, with her offer, she actually presents what time she can do the inspection. So she has her whole team lined up. Uh, not just here's our offer in terms. It's like here's our offer. We can get a home inspector in there tomorrow, 9 a.m. The the lender's ready, so it's almost like we're ready to go. Right. On top of obviously placing a strong offer. So. Right. Um, but I would definitely just incorporate like what time you can move forward after you place the offer. Right. It's like having that team behind you. You have to. Here's yeah. my lender. Yep. Here's my home inspector. Is like, their number? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're legit. We're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I like that. So I want to go back to what you said before about uh, like creating content. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, you're one of the only inspectors <laughs> who has a social media presence. Like I've heard that multiple times. I've heard that many times that there's no one else doing what I'm doing right now. It's true. But I'm just being myself. Like it's not, I'm not doing anything special. I feel like I'm like, this is just me. Right. You know, this is. Apparently, I'm, gravi- I'm I'm attracting the right people, I guess. Right. Well, you're putting the good vibes and the good Thank energy you. out into the universe, and it's going to come right back. It has already. I'm a huge believer in that. Yes. Definitely. Me too. So, you obviously like being in front of the camera. Like, you don't mind it. Was that something that, like, was always, always... It's just part of my personality, and I say that because I'm going to bring his name up every chance that I get, but I, I had a very good friend of mine, his name is Zach Stone. And he's no longer here, but his personality was so was so um, powerful, and he was so outgoing that 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 energy kind of stuck with me. And in his name, I always you know put myself out there and and shout him out and things like that. So if it wasn't for him, I I probably wouldn't be as outgoing, I guess. Uh huh. But that's amazing. So not only do you create content, but like you have this amazing network with agents right like how how did that start like networking like 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 a madman and following up with people so (laughs) talk uh, about that (laughs) uh let me tell you so i actually got the follow-ups from being a contractor 
because um, I would go on estimates and it's not every day people want to spend thousands of dollars to rip their kitchen out and right. and redo their bathroom. You know, um, sometimes they they call contractors to get prices and they're kind of shopping around. Sorry. And it, and it's up to us, you know, the salespeople, the business people to follow up and lock in the project or lock in that appointment right. with the client. And um, I'll never forget, I, I looked at a job once and the guy seemed like he was serious and he just kind of ghosted me and I'd follow up with him like, hey, did you get, uh, did you get my estimate? And then a day would pass and then he was kind of flaking back and forth and it just got to a point I was like, listen, I'm going to follow up with you <laughs> until one of us dies. <laughs> and I got a response back and ever since then I was like, you know what? You got to start thinking outside the box. Be different. Be right. You know, no client ever expects that text. No. That text message like, you're going to follow up with me until one of Like, okay, <laughs> this person's serious. Like, right. and, and they're funny too. So I feel like being comical yet professional goes a long way. So I just started doing that with my inspection. So I always ask people, um, once you get the report, if you could leave me a review on Google, it's greatly appreciated. If not, I'll have no other choice but to follow up with you every single day, which I don't want to do, but I'll have no choice. <laughs> so I've been saying that recently, and I've been getting <clears throat> reviews faster. So mm, so it's working. It is working, but if I have to follow up with you a hundred times, I will. Would you say majority of the people, like, they respond, like, okay to that? Or do you get people who are, like... One guy. <laughs> so there's, like, very few, but um, there's two instances. One... Uh, there was a guy who I did a home inspection for. Now he, I didn't know this at the time, but he runs his own company, extremely busy guy. The guy has like 300 people under him. Um, so he's a very busy guy. So I was following up with him for that review and I must have sent a minimum, I'm not even exaggerating, probably like nine text messages. Like within the course of like two months, I'd say like, hey, wow. just following up, following up. and. I was getting creative like every other text. I was like, how else can I ask this guy f for review? And right. then I used the until one of us dies, got nothing back. And then um, I just texted him something like, um, I hope you admire my persistence, but I'm just not giving up on this one. <laughs> and he finally got back to me like, like two months later. He's like, if everyone on my sales team had your persistence, he was like, and then he's like, send me the link and I'll leave you the review. I was like, perfect. So then another time, uh, same thing, mm -hmm. someone ghosts me for months until I called him up, which is very aggressive. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not leaving a review. No. I was like, all right, no all problem. Right. <laughs> I was like, thank you anyway. But, yeah. So. What's the, like, the beauty of, like, people leaving you reviews? Like, how important is that? It's, it's very important now because people are calling me saying, I found you online. So mm. I feel like, I feel like, um, that gives me more of a, you don't, you don't have to take my word, look me up online, right. you know, not only that, but when people are prospecting, I'll also say, you know, I have over 10 years experience. If you look me up on Google, I have over 130 five-star reviews. Right. So I kind of use that as part of my, my package that I, I am who I say I am, you know. So what advice would you give someone, you know, no matter what field they're in, mm -hmm. to like really take that jump to take their social media presence to the next level? you got to post every day. Every day. Every single day. And don't make it just work. You know, incorporate your, your personal life. Right. Um, I, I personally will add stories 
of my personal life because my newsfeed is open to people who may not be following me. So if they go on my page, they know that I'm a home inspector. But if you're already following me, you'll see my daily schedule, you know, for more of my personal life, just so I can connect with people on a human level more as well. Because I like using the platform to make human connections, not business connections. The business is... It comes with it, but I want to genuinely, you know, yeah, um, impact people. Yeah, and I think you do that. Like, you host workshops once a month, right? Yes. Tell us about that. So, I started this workshop a couple months ago, and it's funny. Some of these ideas that I come up with, whether it's content or my workshop, it just comes out of nowhere, like in my <laughs> head. I'm just, like, driving or something. Yeah. I'm like, I should start hosting workshops. So, I figured with all the experience I have in construction home inspections, things like that, and real estate, um, and sales, being a contractor, all those things, I want to give back to the real estate agents that that hire me, that trust my services, and things like that. So once a month, I bring you guys to a vacant house, uh, preferably a distressed house, Mm -hmm. and we go from top to bottom, inside and out, and I point everything out from a home inspector's point of view, Mm -hmm. just so when you guys are showing houses, you guys know what to look out for, and it actually helps you guys. Because when I would go on estimates as a contractor, that's very similar to a listing presentation. Right. You're walking through the house with your prospect client. They're telling you their plans and goals. And I used to I used to lock in projects and I was still at the highest price because they trusted me. Mm. I never pushed for yes. I always pushed for, oh, wow, I never knew that. So once I started pointing things out that my prospect client just would have never known of, they already know that I'm adding value to them so, so they trust me. And mm. they don't even... Um, at that point, price for them is not a factor right. because they know that this guy knows his stuff. Right. And I always push high service, high quality. I don't push low prices and because I know my value. So That's important. A lot yeah. of people don't know their value. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I would turn down a home inspection if people are trying to haggle me down on price because like I said, I, I've put in so many hours towards my business, towards educating myself. Why should I compromise? Do you get that a lot? Like people are like, yeah, oh, yeah. Can you do, do me a favor. Discount? Yeah, they um, you know, they make it seem like they're doing me the favor, right? And it's obviously not the principle. I mean, it's not the money; it's the principle, right? Um, it's just, I, I, I just don't believe in um, in dropping my price. No, you shouldn't. And again, it's it it's because I put the work in to justify my services. It's right. not like I'm a, you know mediocre inspector like I, I i go through everything top to bottom i'm in crawl spaces i fly my drone over the roof to make like there's no there's nothing that's going to be missed you know so i saw that recently what type of drone do you have i have a mavic what is it a pro mavic pro mini okay i believe yeah how long have you had that i've had it for a little over a year and okay. the first time i tested it of course i crashed it <laughs> so i crashed it and i was like oh man and then i just recently crashed it again mm. It wasn't my fault. It was the wind. So it went up and the wind just took, took it over it. into the neighbor's backyard. I was like, great. So it's funny. I Last year, uh, we were in the pandemic and uh, my friend was selling a drone. Mm. And my fiance is a, a pilot and pilot in training. So I bought the drone and we were playing around with it. And, you know, not thinking anything. It was a super windy day. Yep. And I almost lost the drone in the bay. Oh, wh- oh man. By the grace of God, I got that drone back. I was losing signal. Yep. I was hopping over fences, 
And I was like, all right, there's no way this drone is fighting the yeah. wind in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> so what I did is I brought it down to yeah. like just hovering over the water. Oh, and you made it back. And I made it back. I let, the minute out. it touched land, I, I landed it. And then I just went through people's properties and got it. It's no joke. Yeah, that, that <laughs> happened. And something similar happened. Um, there was one day during the summertime, uh, I went back to my hometown, Long Beach, just just to watch the sunset, uh, sunrise, I'm sorry, in the morning, because uh-huh. I'm an early bird. I brought my drone with me, and I was just <laughs> going out in the water with the drone, and just my paranoia was like, if this thing drops, or like, if a seagull comes by and, and knocks it, I'm like, I'm screwed right now. Yeah, so. I don't touch the drone. I just, yeah. all my drone <laughs> jobs, I give to my fiance. I'm like, here, meet me this yeah. time, bring the drone. But it works wonders, though. It does. Inspecting the roof-wise, I mean, yeah. it definitely... Uh, for the record, I still go on roofs. It's just some roofs that are either too steep mm. or they're just too high, and I and I physically can't. I don't have access, so right. Otherwise, I'm walking on the roof. That's good. So, in terms of like someone who may want to, you know, follow a similar clear path, mm-hmm. like what advice would you give them? My advice would be to add value. Um, I made the mistake when I first started getting into entrepreneurship to just. How do I get business? How do I get, get, get? Get, get. Mm. And I felt like um, when you have that mentality, it's going to reflect because people are going to think of you as just, oh, he just wants business. And then once he gets it, he's gone until he needs it again. It's true. Um, Which I I recommend, you know, how how are you going to be able to to add value to have an impact on people? And I've been following Handsome Homebuyer's um, blueprint. Mm-hmm. That's what he's been doing, and I've been taking a page out of his book. Mm-hmm. And I tell him that all the time, but it's been working. So if I could take a page from his book, hopefully someone can take a page from my book. Definitely. And so on and so forth. Yeah. But you definitely want to leave an impact. And that goes back to my workshops and things like that. I don't ask anything in return on my workshops. It's free. Yeah. I, I know. I want to go. This month. Let me know. I'm going to post it this <laughs> month. So. Cool. And it will be this month or next month? The, uh, this month. Mar- what are we, March? March. The okay. end of March. End of March? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's true because when, when you just start a business and you're desperate, people sense that. And that's yeah. Like, you're in survival mode. You know, how you are. I paid my bills, my yeah. insurance overhead for, you know, uh, marketing, advertising. I get it. I was there. Trust yeah. me. Like, and I want to make it clear, too, you know, I've gotten messages like, you know, I see that you're at the top of your game, killing it right now. And I, instead of saying like, oh, thanks. And, you know, like I don't, people need to realize like this is a process. Like I failed a hundred plus times to get here and, right. and grinded it out. So And you're still not done. You I'm, still have I'm just so getting started. Just getting I'm started. I'm just getting started. But I love that. it's definitely a process and, and you have to value. You might not value it at the time, but value the setbacks, the failures and, and the deals that might have died and it, it's all part of the process. Like you can't get around that. No. You have to go through it. Every to. entrepreneur goes through that phase, you know? It's true. Have you always been an early bird? Yes. Because of <laughs> uh, the Carpenters Union. Oh, okay. I was on the five twenty train uh, oh, wow. the Long Island Railroad, so I had to be up at four regardless. And um, I just don't believe in being late and, and things like that. So um, yeah, since four AM has been a part of my life since So it's like no big deal. Yeah, so that's like like, if I don't start my day at 4 a.m., I feel like my day's off right now. I'm like, I don't know. Even the weekends, you're up at 4 a.m.? 
I'm up at 5, 5.30 because okay. the gym opens later on the weekends. It's like, it, it drives me nuts actually, but <laughs> I, ha I have like an extra hour of downtime. I'm like, right. What am I going to do right now? Yeah. But, so if someone is struggling with getting up early, like myself, like I, on days that I'm up super early. What's like, super early to you? Uh, like I would say six is super that's early. I know. <laughs> and that's crazy because I was on that show. And like that's something that I'm working on. Yeah. Like to the core, I want to be How that are you four a.m. How? What are you actually doing to work on it? Let's let's just like beating myself up about it, and just like trying to get to bed early. The hard thing for me is I'm out all day. I'm photographing, mm -hmm. and then I come home. I have to edit. It takes a while to mm -hmm. edit. Sometimes I'm at the computer at 12, 1 a.m. Yeah, and it's like I'm shot. So when I, that alarm goes off, I'm like. So why don't you, okay, so why don't you cut editing off at, let's say, 10 o'clock so you could wake up at, or you, you just. I can't. Because you're in it now. You're no, doing, not even. So I work for a company called Jump Visual. Okay. Right? And we have a 24-hour turnaround. So you're an agent. You hire me as your photographer. You know you're getting the photos that next morning. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, and in the summer and the spring right now that we have, like, daylight, yeah. my days are so much longer because I'm right. taking those appointments at 4 or 5. Yeah, sure. You know, and then I try to hit the gym, mm -hmm. and then I don't get home till 7, 8. Then I have to load my photos, yeah. edit them. So I have no choice but to literally give the photos to jump that same day. That way the agents get them the next morning. Yeah, that's... It's I tough. feel like I can relate in a sense because, like, um, I, for the past couple months... I would do the same thing, stay up and get the reports out. And then I got to be up at 4 a.m. But I'm starting to, I'm trying to create limits for myself. Mm. Meaning that if it's at the expense of my body being tired or I'm getting stressed, then I feel like I, I need to set, my, set a limit, go to sleep, rest, and yeah. then I could pick up the next day, you know, because um, I'm just very big on self, you know, health and things like that. Yeah. because. If you keep burning yourself out, I know. you know, your reputation is not going to be, it's true. you know, especially because a lot of times I will skip the gym and like, that's not okay yeah. because I, I don't, I want to get into that shape where right. I want to know like, Hey, this is my time. Yep. I'm not taking any appointments after this that's because it. I need to be in the gym. Yeah, that's it. And that's a learning process for me. It's very, it's easier said yeah, than done. Your, your personal life like gym, things like that, time with your fiance, that that has to be in your calendar just like meeting a client. Sure. Just like going to take the photos. That, you know, that, you know, when, like, for example, now that it's getting nicer, I typically go bike riding and I, I, I love being outside and being active. So those two things are very therapeutic for me. And it's also a contribution of my services. You know, if I'm in good spirits, my services are going to obviously reflect that. So, um, yeah, so like, on a Sunday, if I'm going bike riding in the morning with, with my friends, I'm not taking home inspections. I'm not telling my friends I, I can't go with you guys because I, I got to work. Mm. You know, I'm not saying that's every time, obviously, but right. but for the most part, like once a month, I'm riding my bike with my friends on the weekend. Yeah. So. Where do you ride your bike? We've, we've been New York City, Queens. Uh, we did massive peak with State Park. We went to Jones Beach. So like legit riding. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, those bikers, like that you no, see on the not, side. No, no, no. I have a regular hybrid oh, okay. bike. Like, okay. I'm not the guys with the helmet on and going 100 miles. Yeah. Back. No. I'm those not. guys are no joke. They're very serious. Yeah. But no, we just kind of cruise and we just to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Just I like that. Turns our turn our brains, brains off. off. Yeah. 
So is there a certain time, like every night that you shut your phone off? No, that's a struggle that I have too. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of my business is from my phone. Right. And I could get a DM at nine o'clock at night, like, hey, what's your schedule looking like? And But I do need to kind of terminate my phone at a yeah. certain time. It's funny because everybody seems to like always have like people who are like us and we're like the entrepreneurs. Yeah. We all struggle with like the same things yes. or we're all Balance learning. Phone. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, all yeah. learning together. And I Absolutely. think there's like beauty in that. A hundred percent. Right. But yeah, I, I definitely need to, um, as far as like at nighttime goes to turn off my phone. Yeah. Maybe not turn off, but like just get away from my phone. Right. But yeah. I'm working on it. You yeah. Know? It's, it's, it's a learning curve. Yeah. yeah. What would you say is like the, the importance or like the biggest like reward in getting up like every day at 4 a.m.? Knowing that it's my time. No one else is requesting anything from me and... That's, that's probably the main reason why I'm up at 4 a.m. Because uh, there has been times, you know, whether it's the weekend or something and I'm, I'm working out, let's say, closer to 8 o'clock in the morning, which is not too often. But and then my phone goes off and I'm like working out. I'm all right now. Now this is now people are requiring things from me when I'm trying to focus. But right. I feel like at 4 a.m. No one else is up. Yeah. And, <laughs> or select few are. It also eliminates excuses of not having enough time. That's that's probably the main benefit of being up that early. Is I don't have enough time to, to read every day. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to Bullshit. meditate. I don't have enough. Wake up at 4 a.m. Right. You have plenty of time. Right. You have sure. more than enough. I love that. You'll have enough time to get a second workout in at nighttime. I love that. It's true. And, and for people who message me that say, you know, they're starting to get up earlier, I inspire them or, you know, Whatever the case is, I always say, if I can do it, you can do it. Just, there's no excuses. Yeah, it's true. When I was on that show with uh, Brian, the real estate protege, yeah. we had to be there at 4 a.m. <laughs> every single day. Wow. And, like, I was so, like, nervous about that. Like, am I going to be able to function at 4 a.m.? Yeah. But, honestly, I was in bed the night before, 7, 7 p.m. 7? <laughs> wow. I was, I had everything packed, ready yeah. to go, 7, 7.30 I was out cold. Yeah. I was up at two because I had to get ready. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to eat before I got there. Right. And I felt so good. Yep. And it's like, why can't I just keep doing that? Like, I mean, that's you extreme. Can. 2 a.m. is like, yeah. but I do, I do want to like make my schedule. Like that is my goal to There's, just be up yeah. 4 a.m. Just getting, you know, stuff done. There's a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And in yeah. The he, I read that. He's insane. He's amazing. The, the guy's nuts. Yeah. Now he's an extremist he when it comes to like <laughs> running hundred mile marathons and yeah, he is things like that. But there was one part of his book that really stood out. He mentioned something about at like every morning at, at five a.m. He goes uh, running, let's say, and he's like, if there's a day where he has to be somewhere else at five a.m., that doesn't mean he's not running now. That means he has to start running at three a.m. now. And I'm like, wow. So, so. He basically put it into perspective, like no matter what your goals are, those times have to be they have to. flexible around other things. You know? Right. You don't not do something because something else. Now you just do it at a, another sure. time. That's like the definition of discipline. Yeah. Like, I, Goggins is, is a whole other level, though. Yes, I mean, it's another story. Yeah. He's crazy. So do you like typically read books like that? 
books uh youtube videos um i actually just mentioned this on another uh podcast episode i was on but there's been two videos for me that's completely changed my my uh outlook on everything one it's called uh mike tyson training at 4 a.m now in the video he's waking up at four o'clock in the morning and no later than like 4 30 he's in the streets running and he's he's doing a commentary of the video saying no one wants to wake up at 4 a.m and go running when it's pitch dark outside All right but it has to be done and that last part but it has to be done was mm-hmm. like wow like no matter what your goals are no matter how tired you are no matter if you don't feel like doing it studying late and working it still has to be done so get out of your feelings <laughs> and get to work so that was that. one video another one was um arnold arnold schwarzenegger which is like my top go-to guy <laughs> um he was talking about how he was transitioning into becoming a bodybuilder and becoming the best in the world, things like that. And at the time, he was in the military, didn't have a gym. He literally had nothing to even like work off of. Mm-hmm. And he was doubting himself. And he told himself, he's like, wait a minute, this is the goal. And whatever it takes to get there, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And I was like, wow, he literally told him, he told himself, like, whatever it takes, I'm just going to do it. That's it. And he, he made it happen. So those two videos for me was like, there's no excuses. There's right. no, you have to be disciplined. And I take that with me every day now. Yeah. Just off of those videos. So yeah, it shows. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you used to play sports? No, I, I worked after high school. Okay. I didn't have time. In high school? Oh, I, okay. I, I after worked. school, you worked? I worked, yeah. In restaurant business. Interesting. Yeah. So back to what we were saying before when we hopped on that call. Yes. You had mentioned to me that you have a speech impediment. I and did. I was shocked because I can't tell. Like, you sound great. And, like, t- tell me a little bit about that. I feel like it's a slight stutter. Uh, sometimes it's a lot worse than now. See, now you're thinking now about I'm it. Now I'm more mindful of it. But um, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. it just I had, like, a slight stutter. And some days I feel like I can't get two words out. Other days you can't notice. But um, sometimes when I watch my own podcast shows, I'm like, you know, it's out there. But I don't let it limit me, obviously, you know, from posting content and things like that. And I actually I I shed light to it because if people are nervous about posting and being on camera, picture someone who has a speech impediment doing a podcast podcast show. Uh, learning a, a second language and filming content, so there's no excuse. No you know? excuse. If I can do it, you know anybody can. So, so talk about your podcast. So my podcast ranges from, it's more of an entrepreneurial show. It's kind of like yours, and uh, but my guests are going to range from the people who are at the top of their industry to people just starting out because mm-hmm. I want people to learn from every aspect of of. You know, uh, my first guest was the number one fix and flip investor on all Charles. Long Island, Charles. Mm-hmm. And he gave his whole blueprint on how he started. Right. And I'm going to have other guests that, that, that just got into real estate or whatever, you know, other industry and just their mind frame of doing whatever it takes. And we get to see how passionate they are because I'm going to follow up with these guests, you know, six months later, a year later, just to see if what they said on my show is still you know oh, cool. in the works yeah i like that was starting a podcast something that you always wanted to do or um it was it's so funny because it was in the back of my mind for for a while but then you know like 
I felt like I doubted myself. Like, who, like who's, like who's gonna want to watch my show? And right, like, right. And then I realized that I'm, I know so many like-minded people. As of recently, including yourself, that um, you just have to jump and and just, just put it out it. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so luckily, I've had the courage, thanks to my supporting team, to just put it out there. I love that. You know. And you film how often? The studio that I go to, it's, um, I try to film as much as I can, but mm -hmm. now my schedule, springtime yeah. is here, real estate is on fire, but yeah. um, the last session I did in one month, I filmed 10 episodes. Wow. And then I drop it every every week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Ten. So right now I'm on episode six is dropping this week. Okay. And then probably another two weeks or so, I'm going to film another 10 posted every week and where can people find your podcast on youtube instagram spotify on facebook spotify apple podcast apple podcast a bunch of platforms yeah so for people like listening mm -hmm. who may you know experience like a, you know something similar like a speech impediment where you know it could take over and and mm -hmm. make them doubt themselves you know what would you say to them embrace it and go towards it I mean, there's no, um, whatever it is too, it may not just be a speech impediment. Maybe it's how, it's how they look on camera or mm -hmm. how any physical features, but right. I feel like if you embrace it and you kind of showcase it as a strength than a weakness, and that's what it would be perceived as, Yeah, you know, it's all about how you portray these things. If, if you believe that it's, it's the worst thing that you have and that's that's the reason to not post content then that's what that's, that's exactly what it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah yeah so you're learning a second language you have your own podcast like you are the definition of resilience in, in my eyes because you've been through things or you've experienced things and you just don't let them bring you well, down that's a great point because i have a uh probably at the end of this month i have the podcast episode with my mother that we go through everything so that's a whole nother conversation. Like that episode summarizes why I am the way that I am right now. I love that. I can't wait to, uh, yeah, to watch so, that. Which is a very personal one, but yeah. I feel like, you know, part of starting a podcast show is to add value, whether yeah. it's personal life, right. whether it's my experiences, my, my guest experiences. So I think that episode hopefully would add value to some, some way, somehow. Definitely. You know, I love it. I'm excited to, uh, to learn more about like yeah. in a deeper level. Yeah. Everyone's got, it's funny, everyone's been through things, right, mm -hmm. that they're not always comfortable talking about, but mm -hmm. it makes you who you are. And when people start to, like, learn that, they realize, like, hey, you know, people, like, that's like celebrities, like, people think they're, they're perfect, but right. they're people just like us. Of course. Like, we all mm -hmm. go through life. We all see different things. Of course. And it's like, once we know that and we're comfortable, like, speaking mm -hmm. about it, I think it's going to change the world, like, of course. because it just brings light to different issues. And it makes people feel like they can connect with you, too. Right. And that's another reason why I want to utilize the social media platform, because, um, you know, I'm more than just a home inspector. Like, if my page was just about, hey, this is how a boiler operates, and this is how, a, <laughs> you know, an outlet where, you know, it gets, it'd be boring. Yeah, it gets old. And it, and I could say that, like, that's boring stuff. But, right. you know, if I feel like I'm more personal with with my page and, and people can connect with me, then 
I feel like leaving an impact is more important than just generating business. So it's true. So what's next for you and your business? That's a good question. I'm definitely going to start hiring. Okay. Um, I want to focus more on the business than in the business. But starting out, you have to know your own business inside and out. So th- these last two years have been just a complete learning curve. But right. um, I'm also taking uh, training with Carl Chavon. I don't know if you know him or not. I don't. So Carl is Charles's mentor. Oh. Ah. So he, he's a legit real estate coach. And okay. He actually teaches investing flipping holding whole like every aspect of real estate he teaches it so uh my partner and i have have been taking his courses so i'm learning to invest in real estate uh i'm gonna start hiring i'm gonna start scaling my business and just a bunch of other stuff yeah so like i said i'm just getting started yeah do you wanna like invest more like is that like an ultimate goal yes to like buy and like Yes. have rental portfolio things yes. like that yeah that's that's my ultimate goal because um you know as much as i love the work um my work ethic mm-hmm. eventually there's going to be a time where sure. i might want to slow down and you know the last thing i want to do is be 50 years old and the only thing i have is money right and not experiences in life and not you know i don't want to be that person so it's true i feel like um having an actual life is just as important as building a brand and business and things like that so i agree which once again that's still a battle that i'm (laughs) i'm trying to balance but right um we'll get there one day definitely one day i love it so i want to end with something fun if you could choose one superpower what would it be and why wow that's a good one (laughs) superpower I have one. Oh, okay. You ever heard the question like, would you rather take like a, a million dollars or go back to being nine years old but knowing everything you know now? Mm. That's a superpower. I, I don't know if that's a superpower or not, but okay. if I had a chance to like go back to being like 10 years old uh-huh. and just having all the wisdom and knowledge that I have now and then live life, forget about it. I like that. that. Forget that, about it. <laughs> yeah, that that's one power that I wish that I had. Mm-hmm. So, what is your background? Do you have Italian in you? No, I'm no. 100% Puerto Rican. Are you? 100%. Which I should know Spanish already because my mother is completely bilingual. But oh, just it just didn't happen. Never learned it. Yeah. yeah. Is she like happy that you're learning? Yeah. Does she help you? I can't say she does. I have to do it on my own. But okay. <laughs> but like, can you like have a conversation with her in Spanish now? Yeah. Conversation. I understand a lot more than okay. I can speak, but okay. when I was on vacation, I had to speak like there's right. no way around it. So, but I feel like in situations where you're forced to figure things out, that's where you, you shine. Do it. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. True. So, is it easier, like when you're learning a, a language, to like understand it rather than speak it first? Right. For me, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I feel like I have to focus more on speaking, speaking it more because then the speaking will become more fluently. Right. You know? and easier yeah i love that yeah awesome day, by day you know yeah so your superpower would be to go back in time and to like go back in time yeah. and know like what you know now yeah unless what would you do different though oh a lot of things is that another hour of conversation yeah, definitely <laughs> to- i would i'd avoid at least one ex-girlfriend definitely a hundred percent yeah but you Just have to go through those yeah. relationships to like yeah um to know and i would probably live 
like in my 20s i i worked a lot because mm-hmm. uh like i said that's that's all i you know just the grind work ethic but uh long story short what ended up happening when i was 21 years old i got into a car accident and it was because i fell asleep at the wheel because i was overworked like it was a friday i worked that day went out that night and then i was driving home late and i was driving on sunrise highway i'll never forget i was driving on, down sunrise highway and i was tired exhausted i was up for probably 24 hours wow. rolled all my windows down blasted music trying to stay awake and before i knew it i just nodded off and just totaled my car Oh my god and that experience told me like i could have died that day been crippled so on and so forth right. that's, that's when i started traveling after that experience i was just like i need to live life now yeah so i say all that that if anything negative ever happens in life which it does obviously there's always something to take from it there's always a lesson in every setback and failure mm-hmm. in life whether it's, it's a car accident or a breakup whatever the case is it's true do you like want to have a family like are you I that part of your life is <laughs> that part of my life is not on my mind right now okay. because of just where I'm at career wise. I say that because, like I said, the last two years things have been really taking off, right. and I feel like the momentum is really starting to build traction right now. Right. So I'm taking advantage of that right now, day by day. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where i'm at right now okay that's yeah. okay that could change tomorrow you can meet someone tomorrow you can meet you can tomorrow. walk out of here and meet somebody you exactly. don't know you that's never life know. yeah it's funny when you're not looking usually things start to happen it's funny too but i also feel like in my case that if you're building a brand or whatever the case is obviously everyone's different but um sometimes being single gives you the full amount of time to really it's dedicate true. towards what you're trying to build you right because relationships take time Absolutely. And sometimes people may are willing to dedicate that time, but sometimes they just want to focus on getting to this level, and then they'll start dating. So yeah, I respect that. I think that's what I'm like. I'm gonna get to this level, then I'll okay. start dating. All right. Know. Interesting. I respect that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I feel like we could talk forever. We can. We definitely can. <laughs> I love that. But thank you for your time. Thank you for having uh, me. Where can people find you? Connect to you? Hire you? Call so, you? My Instagram handle is uh, safety first hi underscore. Okay. My YouTube, the same thing, uh, safety first home inspections. On Facebook, it's Michael Totino. And if you need to contact me directly on my cell, it's 516 303 5425. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Anytime. Thank you.